I am Lights Camera Jackson. Welcome to the LCJ Q&A podcast. This movie is so fun. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. It's on Disney Plus this Friday, May 20th. Director Akiva Schaefer joins me here on the podcast. Akiva, so nice to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. You are welcome. So many animated characters in this movie. Are there more animated characters in this than any other movie in the history of motion pictures? I'm going to go ahead and say yes, and I guarantee it, and just let's not do the math. Let's just take me at my word that (laughs) that's the truth, and then just leave it at that. Okay, beautiful. There are so many characters, and so many characters outside of the Disney vault. I was amazed to see the surprise appearances. We're not going to name them all here, but so many surprise appearances. How did you get the rights to use those ones uh, not part of the mouse house? It was super important to me in in the spirit of Roger Rabbit having, you know, Looney Tunes and whatnot, and just in this not appearing to be a giant ad for Disney Plus, that that I get a bunch of characters that are that are from outside, from third parties that and also just the general idea if this is gonna be some sort of love letter to animation, then it should include all animation, not just Disney. Unfortunately though, while I was working on it, Disney just kept buying other companies. And, and so now all of a sudden, like the Simpsons or something is right. a Disney character. Technically, that's Disney owned. So they made it difficult by just swallowing everybody up uh, as I was going along. Um, how hard was it? I mean, a lot of credit, not a lot of filmmakers end a movie uh, and start doing interviews and say, hey, we got to give it up for the lawyers. But on this one, <laughs> the Disney lawyers really had their hands full and they kind of welcomed the challenge and really had to, you know, because it's. I can say, oh, it should be a bunch of My Little Ponies and they're running through and these guys get swept up like running of the bulls. But then they have to go call, you know, Mattel and pitch them the movie or get me on to pitch it. There's a whole world that has to happen to get My Little Ponies in the movie. Yeah. So there was there was lots of others that you don't see because it didn't work out. But the ones you do see means the people that owned them were cool and licensed it and we made it happen. And so, uh, yeah, yeah. You got a lot in, and you're right that it's a love letter to animation. There are shots in this Chippendale movie where it's hand-drawn animation, CG animation, claymation, and live action all in the same shot. It's unbelievable. How did you pull that off? I mean, it was what was in the script that attracted me to it, because, I number one, I kind of wanted to learn more about that process. And I just, you know, there's since Mary Poppins, or probably previous to Mary Poppins and the thing I'm not thinking of, but for me as a kid, Mary Poppins dancing with those um, penguins or Roger Rabbit, the gold standard, or even MC Scat Cat in Opposites Attract with uh, Paula Abdul. You know, the idea of cartoons with humans has been done and is really exciting and always cool to see. But the 30 years of animation that have existed since then, plus also just including even stop motion that existed back with Roger Rabbit, which just wasn't part of that thing, I don't know. I just, just reading it, you were like, what is this going to look like when there is a shot like the one you just mentioned? So it was part of, you know, if you're going to do one of these, you have to be excited about it for years because it takes years to make it. And so that was part of what made me know it could like keep my attention that long and keep it exciting for that long. It is going to be so cool for animation fans to watch this. And Mary Poppins, one of my all-time favorite movies. And besides the obvious, what do John Mulaney and Andy Samberg give Chippendale that fans have never really experienced before out of these characters? I mean, I tried to use, this is a roundabout way to answer, but I try to use legacy voice actors of the real characters wherever possible in the movie. And I don't want to give spoilers away, 
so I can't mention, but there were some of those characters that you saw. Well, the one I can give away is, is always is um, Roger Rabbit because it was in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So that is Charles Fleischer doing the voice of Roger Rabbit. It's the real Roger Rabbit. It's the real voice. And then whenever possible, when using a legacy character, I try to get animators and artists, get them to hire them to do that character again. So there is an artist who had worked on the original Roger Rabbit who helped with the designs and, and the animation of it in the movie. That said, when it came to Chip and Dale and this new story we were telling, I had Tress McNeil and, and uh, Corey Burton come in who did their original voices. But because we were doing this story where when you yell cut, just like when, you, just like when they come in, they don't have high-pitched voices. They sound like normal voice actors. Right. That was part of the story of this movie. So it was the fun idea was that when they're high-pitched, they're these original voices, which they are in the movie. And when they talk as themselves, they talk as themselves. So that's something very new for these characters mm-hmm. that you know will take a little getting used to for some people. But I feel like also allows the movie to appeal to adults and be grounded because you're not having to listen to squeaky voices the entire movie, which can be a bit tiresome for an adult. And then on a, on a character level, I mean, Chip and Dale from Rescue Rangers, but even a little earlier as their characters since the 1940s started developing into this odd couple, you know, when they started back, back in the day, they were kind of more twins. And then as they developed through the years and years of doing shorts with Donald Duck and whatever, and then all the way to Rescue Rangers were really solidified where you could really understand what they were saying. They were always an odd couple with Dale with the red clown nose and the buck teeth and the poof of hair and Chip being the more leading man with the chocolate chip nose, blah, blah, blah. And, and there's a huge tradition of, you know, Abbott and Costello, Laurel and Hardy, uh, Mathau and Lemon, Farley and Spade, uh, Steve Martin and John Candy, you know, odd couples, everyone knows. And they were already in those lanes. The script already had them in those lanes. And so then it was the fun of trying to think of like, who's the goofball? And I'm like, my buddy, Andy, and who's the, and who's a good modern day Steve Martin, you know, and that's, you can't do better than John Mulaney in that category. So, yeah. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers is on Disney Plus this Friday, May 20th. Director Akiva Schaefer is with me now on the LCJ Q&A podcast. This movie is a playground for making fun of pop culture. You do a lot with fan cons. There is a moment involving the movie Cats that's really, really funny. How did you discover that this Chip and Dale movie could be a vehicle for all of these parodies and the satire of pop culture and Hollywood? I mean, it was all in the script, not necessarily the specific jokes you're talking about, but the, all those ideas, all the seeds of those ideas. Doug Mand and Dan Greger wrote the script. I read it in, they, they wrote it actually back in 2015, 2016. It sat on the shelf. I read it in tw- late 2018, early 2019. And that's when I came on board and kind of started developing it. And then they, I got them back on board to help me rewrite and, and all that stuff or for them to do a rewrite. And, and it was all in there, all the kind of, fun with the Roger Rabbit world, all the meta stuff, the commentary on reboots while being a reboot, you know, there's like some cynicalness in there in regards to like, you know, the, the Hollywood and what it can do to people and, and how it can change people. But ultimately I'm not a cynical person and the movie's not cynical, you know, it's all this kind of celebration. So hopefully, yeah, I don't know. It was all, it was, it was all in there. That's part of what attracted me to it. And then we just played in those as you put it, played within those uh, parameters. You do a really great job with it. I have to mention that I live 10 minutes away from Albany, New York. So the fact that Albany is mentioned with Ellie, that is so cool. Great job picking that city. Great job. (laughs) Well, don't look up if it actually aired there. No, no, no spoilers, uh, no spoilers. But let's, let's leave the plot. Let's just take the plot points 
at their word. And once again, just like I'm going to tell you that this has the most animated different characters of any movie ever, let's not look up a lot of the details. Let's right. Just... Very quickly, how much of that Chippendale swag that we see at one point in the movie, how much of that did you get to keep? It is all in a Disney warehouse now, but I will say our, it was just as fun as it looks like when the character, when Ellie, when Kiki Lane walks in there and it's like, whoa, showing up to this real garage. It was not a set. It was a real garage in LA where our set decorator had collected over the you know three months of prep, all this real Chippendale merchandise. It's all real in there. So... Mm-hmm. It was like going into a Chippendale museum. There's stuff from so long ago, new stuff, stuff from Shanghai, Disneyland, all these little things, big things, the old Nintendo games, it's all real. So actually the fun was just actually truly being in that room and looking around and getting to every little detail. He got thousands of things. Uh, I did not get to keep any of it. Uh, well, it's it's so fun to see Akiva Schaefer. Thank you for your time today. Chippendale Rescue Rangers is on Disney Plus this Friday, May 20th. Congrats on this. Congrats on all your Lonely Island success and pop star and so many cool things you've done. And this is a, a new highlight of your career for sure. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm Lights Camera Jackson. Thanks for listening. For more, go to Twitter at LCJ Reviews. More of these LCJ Q&A podcast episodes wherever you get your podcasts and lights-camera-jackson.com. Thank you.